Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we are live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I am your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Thanks for giving us your lunch hour, that 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern time time slot to make you guys the most educated or among the most educated in the room when it comes comes to the day's news and topics, especially from a Leo perspective. Let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. We have Lieutenant Bob Kroll all the way from Minneapolis, and boy, does he have a story for us today. And we also have Corporal David D. Gresta, so thanks, guys. A shout-out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, Gauls, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Yes, today, I know I swap it up. So I've got the blue and gold limoncello, so wow. So, yeah, Bang Energy, thanks. I see David's face, yes. Hey, uh, a shout-out to uh, Brian Burns, Free Press for Carrying Our Content. And huge shout-out, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. Hey, great resource for the news at, Ray, at Red Voice Media. But we are currently streaming through three of their Facebook pages. That's uh, three out of the eight sources that we're streaming to right now. It's Thin Blue Liners. We support police and Thin Blue Line show. They've got about a million followers on those. So thanks, guys, for the opportunity. Uh, so, look, uh, a lot has been going on in the news, even just over the last 24 hours. So it makes our jobs a lot easier because, uh, you know, there's just a lot to cover. So without wasting any more time, you know, I want to touch on something that we didn't really do a lot on yesterday. But I'm just going to touch on it briefly. Lawofficer.com. It talks about Trump's address to the nation after he turned himself in, uh, after, you know, for the indictment. So Trump blasts prosecutor and President Biden in a post arraignment speech. Uh, so. Without me, look, producer Will will put all this in uh, tomorrow's production version that comes out at nine o'clock in the morning on YouTube and then on Rumble. Uh, but what I did, I what I guess one point I do want to make because I want to give Lieutenant Kroll time to talk about you know what's been going on with him. It's that you know a lot of people didn't know what Trump was going to say after you know he was indicted, turned himself in, and all this stuff. And yeah, there's not a mugshot, there's no pictures of him wearing handcuffs or anything. But uh, you know, I I tell you one thing that I that I've come to appreciate is him reminding us of everything that he's gone through because i must admit even i have forgotten about uh the fbi infiltrating his campaign before he even became president in the very early stages that's before the fake dossier and all this other stuff that went on so he set a timeline and through that timeline went over pretty much everything that had happened to his administration that was mostly illegal and all the attacks and stuff and it just when you are just reminded about all that stuff it's just like wow it's overwhelming so uh uh, so I, I appreciate the, the way that he did that. He didn't even bring into the, the fact of all the leaks and stuff he had to deal with early on in his administration, which made it extremely difficult for him to do his job. Uh, Sonia, I don't know if there's any comments on that, but I thought I would just, it's a great article. We'll put it up in the, in the, uh, comment section under the video that comes out tomorrow morning, but, uh, Lieutenant Kroll. Uh, Chip, Chip, this is not uh, prosecution. It's it's persecution. Uh, th this number of charges on something seven years ago, it, it's not under the rule of law. This is uh, epitomizes what they call a banana republic. This is complete. This is what happens in the third world. Uh, it shouldn't be happening here. It's despicable. And I think he did a great job of laying out how they have been after him. Uh, can you imagine how good things could have been if he would have got some cooperation in, in running the country? Um, there's so much that can be said about this. No, you're right. You're right. So, um, well, thanks. And I, I've seen you, uh, on occasion, uh, in, uh, what in stadiums with uh, president Donald Trump too. I'm having some flashbacks here, uh, Lieutenant Kroll. 
Well, probably just yesterday, we both made the front page. We've been in the paper together before, and I shared the stage, and it made the front page of our local Star Tribune paper. But he was at the top, and I was at the bottom of page one locally yesterday for different reasons. Unrelated. So, so, so we've got to talk about that because I'm looking here at four articles <clears throat> right now talking basically about the same thing. I'm just going to grab the headline for the very first one, Lawsuit Bars X. MPD, so that's Minneapolis Police Department, union head Bob Kroll from policing in three counties. Wow. What can you tell us about that, Lieutenant? Well, after <laughs> the police administration <laughs> failed the city uh, on running, you know, controlling the riots for the summer of 2020, um, there was a, I, I became a scapegoat. I'll, I'll stay out of all of that. But the result was I got sued six times and, and I was not, I was the police union head. That was my full-time job for the last six years I was at with the department. I was still a sworn lieutenant, um, but I had no involvement in the riots. In years past, I had been heavily involved in leading, leading quelling of riots and whatnot. But this one, I was not even in the city. I had no role, I had no policymaking decisions. Nonetheless, the Minnesota American Civil Liberties Union uh, sued me that I was a what ex post acto I, I, policy officiato policy maybe they had some key some funny words in there but I was a, a policymaker in some way shape or form. Uh, several media people were injured in this. One of them brought suit against me, and they said that through my thoughts and actions, um, I encouraged abuse of media members. I, the irony is, I was I, I was and am married to a media uh, a local reporter anchor from here, and now. She, She's still a reporter, but um, it, it was complete nonsense. And the bottom line is, is if judges operated under the rule of law, these things would have been dismissed, all of these at summary judgment. But we had some no-spine judges worried about being attacked by cancel culture, and they let these ridiculous lawsuits proceed throughout the court system for two years after I retired, uh, you know, two, two and a half years and almost three now since the riots. Um, the last ones were dismissed, and they basically, their takeaway, they, they, we weren't giving them any money, and when we went after them for sanctions, they dropped the money portion. They wanted $1,000 that I could put to some journalistic endeavor that they had. We said, no way, we're going to seek sanctions, and they dropped that portion. Their takeaway is that I cannot, you know, and we went back and forth. They didn't want me working in any union work or advising or uh, advising unions or counseling or consulting or anything like that. That all got scrubbed. What remained in the agreement, and the only reason we settled this, the police federation was paying the attorney's fees, and we had to, you know, we had to shut it off. Um, so I said I can live with not being a member of our peace officer standards and training board because they would have never brought me on anyway, and nor did I have a desire to do that. I've been retired for two years, and the last thing I want to do is stop my pension and go back and go back to work. Um, but their their big takeaway, and this shows how stupid these attorneys were from all of them, because there was a number of attorneys involved. They don't want me working in Hennepin County, which is Minneapolis, Ramsey County, which is St. Paul, and Anoka County, which is a northwest suburb. Anoka County borders Washington County, where they thought that I lived. Now, they had protests at my home in the summer of 2020. They didn't know what county I'm in. I've lived in Washington County for 33 years. So now who knows? I might maybe uh, brown is my color. I'll do like David did and switch over because <laughs> city cops in Minnesota are blue and county is brown. And I thought, you know what? 
maybe a run for sheriff or, you know, we got a pretty good sheriff here, but when his term ends, he's he's going to be done. Maybe he'll bring me over as a patrol commander or a SWAT team commander, something like that. That would be, you know, no one's going into law enforcement in the three communities that they, the three counties that they don't want me in. Everybody's leaving that because they're becoming crime ridden hell holes. And the the officers that are with the agencies are going to other agencies leaving. No one's going in there. So I'm thinking maybe I'll move over to Washington County, either run or seek an appointment and uh, see what I can do here. And that will drive them absolutely nuts. Uh, not that I was really looking to go back and put to police work, but what the heck. So um, that kind of brings it brings it to an end. But it, at least these lawsuits are over and done, and the Federation isn't dragging on and paying its attorneys fees and whatnot. But you, it's nonsense in, in the highest form. And, well, I was just going to say, Lieutenant, that at least, you know, being an active, you know, police lieutenant at the time and being with the unit, at least you were indemnified, you know, from during all this lawsuit thing. Well, the city did not indemnify me. They quickly council, washed right? their hands with me. The, the city council said, absolutely. They said, well, he's not acting as a police officer. Well, then how in the heck am I on the suit? If I'm not acting as a police officer, how am I on the hook for being a policymaker of the police department? So none of it made any sense. It didn't make any legal sense. Um, but I, the, fortunately, the police federation, they were the ones that did them. And that's in, that's in the bylaws. They didn't have to make that decision. Um, they would have anyway. But yeah, that's in our bylaws to insulate you from, from frivolous lawsuits, which six of them were. And I'm happy to report that they're all closed now. So I'm wow. free again. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, we, we have Thanks, guys. seen we've seen hate fuel fights where people have made the battle extremely unfair and we were just talking about that with Donald Trump, weren't we? And boy, I tell you, witnessing it again with you. Wow. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to bring up, to talk about myself on this show rather than the other stuff we usually go through. So, but it, hey, well, it was pretty big local news here. As long as that wasn't part of the settlement, you not being able to do the show, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, if they would have known, maybe, huh? Well, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I see David shaking his head. Wow. Uh, so great, great story. Thanks for, in fact, this, this just happened, right, Lieutenant? I mean, this was just what, in the last, you know, couple of days, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, the funny part was uh, we signed, my signing was done and they, they dropped the ball. We just got the signatures done and I wasn't going to bring it up. I was just going to let it be quiet. But of course, once they had it in hand, they, they ran to the media with it. They ran to all the local media to hold this paper up. Look, we really got him now. He can't be a cop anymore because like that's my burning desire to get back into it after being out after 32 years I was on and I, and I've been gone for over two now. And I, I was just burning desire to get back into it. I would never retired if that was the case, but uh, they really wow. touted as a victory. So, wow. and, and they ran, like I said, big media coverage here and the media here there, they are lying. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that later, but the media <laughs> here is completely corrupt too. So uh, I talked I did a radio show, a local conservative show this morning here that we covered in Excellent. Well, guys, uh, we'll hold that thought up. I want to hear some more. Of course, we're going to be talking about their line, your wife, Liz Collins' book. But uh, look, let's go and take our first commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, Motion DSP has been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software 
easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps. That's import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It works with video from any camera source, and using Motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, saving users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can get forensically valid evidence from low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products by simply going to motiondsp.com. To the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're broadcasting live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And so, uh, yes, we just had a very interesting story from Lieutenant Bob Kroll, the uh, the uh, the final chapter in the lawsuit uh, uh, drama, you know, from his years with Minneapolis PD and with the uh, with the Federation of the Police Union. So uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Sheriff Kroll. I mean, Lieutenant Kroll. Um, and hey, you'll definitely have to keep us uh, posted uh, Boy, we, we could have fun on the website with the uh, with that campaign for sheriff. So I can't wait. Uh, anyhow. So unless there's any more news in reference to that, let's go ahead. And yeah, we got the people on our, uh, we're streaming now. And of course, I'm looking at the stream and all the comments and stuff. So people are loving it. So let's go and hop into our, one of our uh, first update articles. And on this one, on Police One, we have hundreds of undercover LAPD officers that are actually now suing the city over the release of photographs. So we've covered the story to where we had a, just a ton. Well, it, it says that uh, over 9,300 Leos got compromised. Uh, that's that's just crazy. And so, and yeah, just real quickly, more than 300 uh, Los Angeles police officers filed legal claims against the city. That number is growing, and because of their names and the photographs released to a technology watch a dog group. Um, the only difference really is that now they filed a lawsuit. It, it talks about the agency chief Michael Moore, this director Liz Rhodes that are uh, that are you know caught up in this investigation and stuff. But look, a lot of these guys are working very sensitive um, undercover investigations involving gangs and all kinds of organized crime stuff and now they're now they're worried about their safety and stuff and uh, so there's a lawsuit and they're collecting more names constantly so we'll watch how far that goes but just i know look we're talking about california but how could something like this happen i mean i think about some of the very sensitive investigations that i did involving you know work in organized crime and public corruption i can only imagine if my photograph got out there even when i went to court we would redact the video motion DSP. That's what they do. That's why I appreciate what they do. You know, we would, they do enhancement, but they also do redaction. I'll tell you, redaction is so important. It saves lives, uh, you know, confidential informants or undercovers. You know, you've got to be able to protect these people. And look, when you go in the court, you know, you don't show that stuff. You don't leave with any bad guys having your picture that can pass it around. That's exactly what would happen. It would, it would, it would cost lives. Corporal David. Um, I told you. What, what, what the California I, thing? Yeah. Warned you, told you, told you guys, get out of there while you can. Told you. You did. You even suffered backlash online, David. Uh, remember yeah. that. There's yep. people that love the supervisors, the people that were that were upset at you for telling them to get out of their California agencies. Get out of there. I told you. Yeah, now they're worried about he's, safety. He's absolutely right. This... Their houses. Dave is absolutely right. This is a colossal failure. Of yeah, what do you do? So, um, anyhow, uh, I think we lost uh, Lieutenant Bob, but I can move on to the uh, to the next topic. Then, uh, David, you're muted. So, 
But let me see our next topic here that we've got. And I've got a, one with a video component. So look for a radio and podcast. This is for describing great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So this first story with a video component is on Rumble. And it's This Is Butter is the channel. I think it's the best law enforcement video channel out there. Uh, it says video shows a suspect shooting at officers and being hit by unmarked police cars. So notice that when I said police cars, I said plural. Yeah, it, it wasn't singular. Yeah, they, even David's doing the visual aid of holding two fingers up. So, uh, yeah, so listen, guys, listen to this. So it was released by the St. Louis County Police Department on Tuesday. It shows two unmarked police cars hitting a suspect who officers say fired shots at them. I'm sorry that I'm that I'm that I'm chuckling during this, but it's just it's just it just you just it's hard to believe. So Tawan Slee Jackson, 42 years old, is charged with shooting at police detectives. So obviously survived the encounter, but charged with shooting at police detectives after fleeing a traffic stop. He's charged in connection with a chase that happened in North County on February the 21st, and the end of the incident was caught on surveillance camera. Thank God, right? Because what would we have to talk about without the surveillance footage, right? So prosecutors allege that Jackson flees from officers attempting to conduct a traffic stop on him. So Jackson, he fled police, and he weaves in and out of traffic, and then he runs in the light poles. And Jackson, what's he do? He jumps out of the car. And he's in a he's in a 2016 Ford Explorer. So he jumps out of the SUV and then he starts running uh, through a nearby parking lot. So video shows him pointing a gun at officers as as he's running. They're getting closer to him. And police say that he fired shots at detectives, but nobody was hit. Thank God. But meanwhile, we have two guys, two cops driving unmarked police cars that are in the chase and they take him out, man. And and police said that Jackson was taken to a hospital after his arrest for with non-life-threatening injuries uh, and how that happened with like a, a, a three or 4,000-pound vehicle. I don't know. But commentary, guys. Uh, David, start us off. Oh, this was gorgeous. I, I mean, I, I know these guys are, li- are listening to our show now because I don't know how long yeah. ago it was we got on and we're talking about, you know, utilizing your police vehicle in, in deadly force scenarios just like this. And these guys did an absolutely masterful job of taking this guy down. I mean, it was I, – I have to tell you, it, I like this better than dog than canine bites. It, this was absolutely fantastic. The first vehicle comes in, and you see the bad guy realizing what's, what is about to happen. He starts to try to do the happy dance in the, uh, in the parking lot, can't get away. And this guy, this cop, clips this guy in the front of his, with the front of his bumper and sends him spinning up in the air – um, and down on the ground as he goes by. The second cop comes into the parking lot, no hesitation whatsoever, and rolls this guy underneath his car. Both dry, the both tires on the driver's side of this vehicle went over this guy. We on on, on our arrest affidavits, see our what we call our CRAs, our criminal report affidavits. <coughs> there was a place on there where you could put down a nickname or an AKA or something like that for these people that you arrested. And on occasion, I'd assign somebody a nickname for just because on the CRA. And (laughs) I hoped, I hope they put down something like speed bump, you know, Johnny speed bump, bad guy on this CRA, just attach that to him for the rest of his life. Um, You remember the, the, uh, that, uh, who would that the comedian um, on the country tour? I can't, I can't remember his name now. Uh, made a joke about about having that done to him by the cops, um, Ron Potato Salad White or something like that, or it was hysterical. But anyways, um, you guys know, it, the, the fans will figure it out for you. Don't worry about it. Ron White, comedian, did it. 
hysteric, fantastic video. They did a great job taking this bad guy down. Well, I think they are finally listening to you and listening to our show, David. I think this is like proof, right? So, uh, look, hold that thought, guys. we got plenty more coming up. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. You know, Gauls, Gauls.com slash Leo. I'm sure you've heard of them. They are the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear providing provider for law enforcement. You know, they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. So it's Gauls.com slash Leo. You know, if you're listening to our show and, and close by a computer, I suggest and recommend that you, highly that you go there now. Again, Gauls.com slash Leo. And that slash Leo lets them know where you're coming from, which is the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. You know, uh, I kind of feel like I grew up with Gauls. They pretty much have everything that's on a duty belt for a cop. So if you're uh, if you're a Leo, you know, law enforcement officer or friend or family of a Leo, they have gift cards. They have It makes for great gifts for cops. And, you know, they got, now they're high tech, not those huge catalogs going through the mail anymore. Uh, they're, everything's online. And I mean, it is huge. And their uniform program for police agencies, it's second to none. Gauls.com slash Leo. Check them out today. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. Okay, guys, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios. And, and you know, uh, David, we were just talking yesterday. Can you believe that already half the show has gone by? I mean, the time just, just flies by. But on this, uh, on this yeah. last uh, story we had with the video component where there a guy getting taken out by, the only thing that might have made it better, he got taken out by two cars, but if, they, if it was at the exact same time from different angles, I don't know. What do you think? No, no, no. I, I like the one-two punch. That was very nicely done. Oh, yeah? um, and the guy lived. Now, don't don't get us wrong. He lived. He lived through it. Went to the hospital, got fixed up, and uh, went to jail. So, uh, it, it, again, just an absolutely beautiful thing. And it was it's Ron Tater Salad White. That's that's what I was looking for. Look that up. Beautiful. <laughs> Our users are talking about it, but go ahead. Look yeah, at it. They, like I said, they're going to give him a. They, they've got to give him a nickname. Ron, Ron White performed here, and I actually had a beer with him in the bar a few years back. That guy is hilarious. But that's is it a him. Bud Light? I, I, Bud Light? Uh, not a Bud Light. Absolutely. You know what? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll, I'll tell you, I think I was frozen for a, a bit before, and I think my wife would like to have that freeze button when I talk too much. I thought maybe Chip did it to me like, he, like she likes to do around here. But um, a couple things about that video. The, the funny part, pre, prior to him getting ran over, you see he's running with the pants down below his butt, right? He's, he's trying to run with his, with his shorts across his thighs. And I said, that's why even us slow old guys can catch these guys most of the time, right? But he's running like that. And who does he think he's going to hit when he's stopping and turning over his shoulder with this kind of fire? I mean, they're in vehicles. They're moving, you know, with, the, with dumb luck. With this guy's dumb luck, I'm surprised he didn't hit an officer with those shots, but this, this takeout was just epic and they had to be watching the show. But the amazing is how did he survive those injuries that boom, that the one, two punch, he flies 30 feet through the air lands and the other car, boom, a double speed bump. And he, and he's treated at the hospital. If he wasn't going to jail, he should be more than a trip, trip to Vegas and putting all on something. I'll tell you. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I agree. Um, 
Bud Light's got a really nasty taste anymore. So all of Anheuser-Busch's Bush's products have, have really taken a downturn. So I'd suggest everybody out there listening, stop drinking their crap. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can take them off the sponsor list now, David. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. There's a great Kid Rock video shooting up uh, cases of Bud Light. If you haven't seen that, find Kid oh, Rock's latest response to that. Yep, yep. Yeah. He's got a machine gun, and he lets a couple cases have it. Yeah, tra wow. Travis Tritt, Travis Tritt too, took him. Yep. Took, took them off all of his uh, tour, uh, everything. Took them off everything. All of Anheuser Busch. Wow. Sad. Budweiser used to be my beer, but I'm, I'll be changing. Oh, thanks, guys. Hey, uh, you know, we've got another uh, story. Rumble.com. This is Butter. Again, it's body cam released after a shootout with Madison police. Nobody injured during a traffic stop. Get out of the car! Get out of the car! Oh. So the suspect shot at a Madison police officers in Madison on Tuesday afternoon. It was during a traffic stop. So detectives, they're trying to conduct a traffic stop. Now, I know you're thinking detectives doing a traffic stop. I mean, I meant it doesn't make much sense in the beginning. And they're doing it on a on a white Chevy Tahoe. It's a big SUV just before 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And when they get fired upon, there is, like I said, there's there's a video of this. It's pretty wild. So police end up firing back. No one's injured. It kind of stops there for the article, but I'll tell you, in my handwritten notes, I've got, you know, the main cop with the body-worn camera that they're showing that gets out of the driver's side of the car. He ends up falling down, empties his gun, but then he leaves cover, goes back to what? I know Davis could be all the way. Goes back to the car behind him, and uh, he does a mag change, and so he dumps the empty mag, puts a loaded magazine, and then he starts advancing back where he came from, to the bad guy who's prone down on the asphalt outside the driver's door with the door open and outside that that truck. And and they ultimately went into custody. Uh, and, and the guy, after he was prone out, seemed to follow police commands. But just another another wild story with a wild video component. Um, any commentary on that, guys? Any thoughts? Flashbacks? Corporal David? Yeah, no, no flashbacks. <laughs> I, la I, I laughed. Okay, I, I said it. Um, the guy, the, the one officer is the first body cam, and, and Brett will be the first one to tell you, yeah, see, be careful what you ask for. You're screaming at the guy to get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. Guess what? He got out of the car. Hello. Be careful what you ask for, guys. The whole show me your hands, get out of the car, all that crap. It's put your hands up and don't move. That's what it is. Stop giving these guys the opportunity to take steps against you by your own orders. That show me your hands stuff and and take your hands out of your no just don't move you move I'm gonna blast you that, that's all that's what it comes down to these guys were real lucky if you watch the video really closely and, and slow it down in a couple of spots maybe freeze frame it you're gonna see where it appears not sure but these cops shot the crap out of the back of their own car uh, returning yes. returning fire 
So yeah, I I saw guys, that on the, on the yeah. rear the rear window. Yeah. It was all lit yeah. up, and it and it didn't look like it went through the front windshield. Yeah, yeah, and I had to see that. And don't get me wrong; there were some bullet holes on the front of that guy's car too, the the cop's car. Uh, I think I saw some steam coming out from underneath the hood where the guy hit the the radiator. Uh, maybe the one of the pillars on the front looked like it took a hit. So there were bullets coming down range on those guys, and he got down and got out of the way nicely. But it, God knows where those bullets went. <clears throat> so. There was a lot of spray and pray going on, and and thankfully, thankfully, nobody got none of the good guys got hurt. So in, in the end, it, it it ended well. But whew. I was wondering, was that some type of narcotics investigation? It said detectives or something because I, I think he was stopped for obviously more two plain, you know, unmarked vehicles. The officers just have raid vests on over their stuff there. Um, not a lot of identifying police, you know, the, the police. Uh, lights nothing like that they're they're taking i w- would like to know what was behind this the reason for the stop but yeah there was uh they were pretty lucky there and they did shoot the heck out of the back of that their own squad car that was yeah. that back window was just bullet riddled but uh and i didn't know he fell i thought it was a good tactical retreat at first but you're right he pops out that's how fast things can happen and i didn't realize he fell but I thought he just retreated to the back of his car, which I thought was pretty good positioning to get out of there because that guy comes flying. He asked him to come out, and he came flying out all right. <laughs> yeah, that that and and you wonder you wonder about the response of the bad guy, like like you just said, Bob. The you know cops are rolling up in unmarked vehicles. They knock this guy down. Uh, they jump out of their car with guns drawn, which again tactics. Uh, and this guy thinks. If, if this was a dope, a doper, you know, being taken down by unmarked plainclothes guys, he's thinking I'm getting robbed. He starts shooting back, then realizes it's the cops. And what does he do? He comes out of the car and immediately prones out, realizing, oh, crap, I just right, shot at the right. cops. So you wonder right. what was going on in his head as far as far as what was happening, considering unmarked cars and all that type of stuff. Not that I'm giving this guy any leeway whatsoever. Believe me, no. Um, but in the end. Sometimes these things have a way of of getting really crazy when you're in unmarked cars, plain clothes, things of that nature. Um, it it I'm just glad everybody got out of there. Yeah, I, I'd like to know the dynamics and why they had to take him down. Because generally, you, you like a marked, fully marked squad car with with uniformed officers to do your takedowns in those events. Maybe something happened that spurred the moment they had to act. We don't know. But it's always better to have a full uniform uh, squad or two do the takedown for you. Good. That's a good point for civilians watching. What Lieutenant Kroll said, it, it's absolutely on point. You know, you're doing an undercover, you've got plain clothes guys or whatever, and you got to knock down a bad guy. Maybe you've done a, a controlled buy, he's got your buy money, or, you know, he's going to get away with the dope or whatever. You normally will call in, you'll have a, a marked unit on standby within a block or two, and you'll have them knock down your bad guy for you. So there's no there's no questions like what we have now. So you're you're he's absolutely right. Um guys, uh moving along, we've got on police one a jury award to a family. It's twenty-one point six million dollars in a civil lawsuit against a Texas officer in a fatal officer involved shooting. So uh yeah, we're in Dallas. So the jury reaches verdict. It's a, it's a federal trial, a federal civil trial for a uh, former North Texas police officer convicted in the murder of a 15-year-old boy in uh, 2018. So while responding to a disturbance, it's the uh, Balch Spring uh, Police Department 
the police officer, Roy Oliver, he shot into a vehicle that was driving away with five teenagers in it. I remember when we covered the story. Oliver and his partner responded to reports of an underage drinking at a party. So Officer Oliver fires into the car carrying Jordan Edwards and his friends. I believe it was as they were retreating in the car, later saying that he feared the vehicle was moving toward and endangering his partner's life. So Edwards was shot in the back of the head and he died. Oliver was found guilty of murder in 2018. That's the police officer. And he was sentenced to 15 years in state prison, according to the WFAA. So the family of Edwards filed a civil lawsuit seeking damages. On a Monday, the jury found that Oliver used excessive force when he killed Edwards and that he was not entitled, not entitled to qualified immunity. So remember, qualified immunity deals with civil uh, litigation, not criminal. So the Edwards family was awarded $21.6 uh, in the lawsuit, $8.5 million to Edwards' father for damages, $2.1 to the estate and mental anguish, funeral expenses, and then $11 million in punitive damages. So Here's a quote saying, I grieve for the family and what they're going through. And that's what Oliver said in his testimony. I was just in fear that he was moving for a firearm. Wow. Well, we're going to talk more about this in a second. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com. They've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. Gunlearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step program where they take you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett. They provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And so, wow, we just talked about a, 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 wild, a wild update, a settlement from a cop that killed a kid. Uh, any commentary on that, guys? I mean, I know that they they say he does not qualify for qualified immunity. He didn't say really where the, I don't think the article said where the money was coming from. Is it the is it a judgment against the police officer, the agency? I'm assuming the agency, but David? No, when we covered it, we all I think we all said that this was going to be seriously problematic when, when they described the, the shooting. Um, you know, I, I, to have a a civil attorney on the on the show to to talk about the amount of money that was awarded. That's the only question that really comes into it. Some of these some of these awards um, for damages and whatnot seem to get a little excessive as far as amounts are concerned. If it was against a municipality, there's caps on it, um, unless you know they show you know gross negligence and things of that nature. But again, not an attorney, so wish we had one to explain that. But it's, it sounds like it's a little bit of, a little bit of money. But um, other than that, we knew we knew this was going to happen. True. No surprise. No shocks. Now, Lieutenant Kroll, um, I want you to um, I know I understand that you're going to be in a podcast. I think it's later today. Is that correct? Yes, Chip. Uh, Travis Yates. He we, a lot of our stuff on this show comes from law officer Travis. Uh, he, he's a major with Tulsa PD and uh, he's the editor of law officer. So uh, he's going to have me on later. Today. If, you have, if you're if you're not tired of hearing the fiasco I was involved in uh, with my lawsuits, uh, Travis hit me up this morning and he's going to have me on his podcast later today. Now, how can they find that podcast? 
You know what? It, it's um, just just go to Travis Yates uh, and, and Google it. Uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a recorded one. He just he just does a recorded one, so I don't know when this actual podcast will air yet. We haven't talked. I mean, he, okay, so he hit me up to beyond, but I don't know specifics of uh, airtime. So Travis Yates with uh, LawOfficer.com, and they should be able right. to. Pull. And and also yes. your wife. Uh, your wife, Liz Collin, that wrote their line, I'd like you to hold the book up and also tell our, our listeners and our viewers how they can check out this book. Guys, I, I, I finished reading the book recently. It's all about what went down with George Floyd, Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis. It, it's unbelievable. And I tell you, it completely changed my view of what happened because now I'm educated on facts instead of you know fiction. But go, go ahead, Lieutenant. Uh, the book website is thelieexposed.com. Um, it is uh, it's been an Amazon number one bestseller, but it's an in-depth look at the George Floyd incident and the riots that followed. Uh, written by my wife, who was a re- local reporter anchor with a CBS affiliate at the time, um, and from my perspective as being a police federation president. But it's a good in-depth look at it. Um, we've been doing book signings like crazy, or she's been doing book signings. I'm just her bodyguard, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but they've been, we've been asked, it's been once a week for the last six months, we've been doing book signings. We had one last night, one tonight. Um, and it's, it's really blown up. It's out on audio now it's on Amazon and the best part, they're in the early stages of making a documentary. So, and they are accepting donations for the doc the documentary. I believe it's the Lie Exposed, the movie, or something like that. But it'll be on if you go to lieexposed.com. Details on the up- upcoming documentary they're going to shoot this summer will be out too. Now, thanks. Now, now Liz works for I believe it's Alpha News, which is is carried their news a news source for law um, law officer too, right? Correct. Yeah. In fact, some of our stories today came from Alpha News and uh, they, they do break a lot of stories here in Minnesota, the Twin Cities area, Minnesota based. But uh, a lot of their news uh, stories do end up on Fox and, and make the national circuit. All right. Excellent. Well, thank, there's, thanks there's a lot that. to talk about with Minnesota lunacy. <laughs> there, there is a lot to talk about in this state, uh, crime wise and otherwise. All right. Well, if there's uh, thanks, Lieutenant. And if there's no more you know, commentary on the on the last story. We'll jump to another one that has a video component. And again, like I always say for our radio and podcast listeners, we'll describe in great detail what's going on for any uh, video component in the story. So back on rumble.com, the channel is This Is Butter. DC and Park Police, they release a body cam of a fatal officer involved shooting of a teenager in a stolen car.
So we got another teenager, you know, in a shootout with the cops. So, so we have body cam videos released by the U.S. Park Police that shows details of the events that led up to the officer shooting and killing a teenager in a stolen car in Northeast D.C. So uh, it says that the D.C. Police they flagged down a Park Police vehicle for assistance over what they said was a stolen car, and this happened on March the 18th. So there's a, a a guy sleeping inside the running vehicle on the driver's side, which D.C. police identified as Delaneo Martin, 17 years old, so almost an adult. So in the body cam footage, you see two park police cops identified as officers one and two, and D.C. police, they're approaching the vehicle. So Officer 1's video shows a D.C. cop approaching the vehicle on the rear passenger side, going halfway in, and the officer's feet are not inside the vehicle. And Officer 1 is seen entering the vehicle from the rear passenger side. So Officer 2's body cam, it shows the park police officer. He try, He's trying to enter from the rear driver's side of the vehicle. And officers are heard saying, hey, police, don't move, don't move. So as the vehicle starts to move, Officer 2 is shown not being able to get in the vehicle. And park police describe the officer as being dragged by the moving vehicle, right? This story happens. We just cover these all too often. And Officer 2's video you can hear police saying the vehicle just took off with the other officer uh, in the vehicle with the driver. So Officer 1's video shows uh, what unfolded inside the car. There's a struggle between Officers 1 and 2, not with each other, but with the driver. And then the officers are telling the driver to stop, and the driver says, get off of me. And so then only Officer 1 uh, is with the driver inside the vehicle, and he's telling Martin, who's driving away, to stop. And he goes, stop, man, just let me out. The officer one can be heard saying, let me go, stop, stop, or I'll shoot. And then the video shows officer one firing his weapon at least five times in the back seat, and Martin being struck from behind, and then he starts screaming. So the vehicle crashes into a house shortly afterwards. Martin's pronounced dead at the scene. Park police said a firearm was found inside the vehicle. And um, here's a quote saying that if he takes off, just let him go. But don't but don't get inside that car. And that's what a D.C. police officer uh, can be heard saying to because uh, the D.C. police have very strict guidelines when it comes to engaging a vehicle that's, you know, in pursuit, at least anyhow. So, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the scenario. We got about two and a half minutes. Corporal David. Yes. The, the word here, the operative word here is stupid. I've never seen a group of cops more stupid than this group. You've got a, a run a, a stolen vehicle running with a guy asleep in the front seat. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Climb in the car and wake him up. That's about as dumb as it gets. Who made this decision? Who who set this up? Did they? Did anybody think about blocking this car in? Nope. The, the, the car. It absolutely amazing. Didn't block the car at all. And then they're creeping around trying to open the doors real quiet. Did you, morons. And then you get in the car. Morons. Now you're driving down the street with this guy. You know what? You got two choices. Either grab him around the neck and choke him out with the seatbelt if you want to, or sit back and put your seatbelt on and just go for the ride, you moron. 
But no, you shoot the guy. What's that going to do? Oh, I know. Crash into a building. What a dunce. I mean, these guys should. I mean, it's just amazing. Thank God. You guys need to thank God I'm not your supervisor because I'd have stripped you right there on the street. What a bunch of idiots. What a what an absolute loss of, of any mentality whatsoever. And no, I'm not. And believe me, if I had more time on the show, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop there. But the total breakdown of any brain cells in this group was absolutely amazing. And now the kid's dead. I guarantee you the shooting is going to be a problem because you had nothing else to do other than that in that car than to shoot him. What did you think would happen when you shot him five times in the back? He's going to crash, you moron. So either either climb up in the front seat and beat him off that steering wheel, shut the car off, put the car, take the car out of drive, put the emergency brake on, whatever, or sit back and put your seatbelt on and go for the ride, you moron. And next time, block the car in and stay out of it. You morons. 25 seconds, Bob. Thanks, Chip, David. You, I'm glad. Do you, do you think that we could get they, you could get David to break out of his shell and tell us how he really feels about anything ever on this show? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, don't. I know we only got a few seconds left. Don't make me go over. Don't make me go over. And this guy is just – these guys were an absolute loss. Morons. Wow. No thought. So, no I'm thought whatsoever. We got audio and video on that rant by David. Wow. <laughs> All right. How do you top uh, that? You, you don't. Show. You don't. <laughs> and, and thank you, David. All right. Well, look, great show, guys. Thank you. We're to the part of the show where I usually uh, you know, plug Lieutenant Randy's charity. But, Bob, I want you to get ready with that book, Lieutenant, um, to hold that up. But uh, Lieutenant Randy Sutton couldn't be on the show, but The Wounded Blue, thewoundedblue.org, fantastic organization, 501c3. Uh, so if you're looking for organization support worthwhile, helping cops with PTSD and all kinds of medical issues that aren't covered by the departments, or if you're looking for a place to volunteer or a cool store to get cool gear, uh, it is, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great resource for you. The wounded blue, the wounded blue.org and, uh, take 15 seconds to plug your book and how they can find it. Lieutenant. The lie It's, uh, Amazon audio and the movie, the documentary is coming out soon. Thanks. Excellent. So look, a shout out Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com on Medicare.live and Bang Energy. Thanks for the fuel. Hey, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. Check out Red Voice Media, guys. Thanks for letting us stream to your channels. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. Take care.